What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Friday, August 6th. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And this is What a Day, where if Jeopardy doesn't hire LeVar Burton, we will simply recut Reading Rainbow and (laughs) turn it into a game show. Yeah, but instead of learning about books, now the kids on the show are going to be getting rich off of trivia. Good for them. It'll probably be a full-time job for us as well, but I think we're prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got to go. We got to get this running. See ya. On today's show, a restaurant in San Francisco jokingly put a $72 fried rice on the menu and it became (laughs) the bane of their existence. Plus, we give you a roadmap to the possible impeachment of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. But we are going to start with President Biden's pledge yesterday to make new vehicles greener. That's why today I'm signing an executive order setting out a target of 50 percent of all passenger vehicles sold by 2030 will be electric and set in motion on all out efforts. That was President Biden announcing his nine binding goal through a new executive order. It would also require that cars and trucks sold in the U.S. be more fuel efficient, starting with the model year 2023. Okay, so all this sounds pretty good, but how much work is that non-binding part actually doing? Yeah, so 50% is a goal. No one's going to be sitting at every car dealership, making sure that every other car sold is electric. Mm -hmm. But Biden does have buy-in from major automakers who are setting similar goals of their own for their auto sales in the U.S., Ford, GM, and Stellantis, which is the company that owns a bunch of brands like Chrysler and Dodge, have all endorsed the plan, as well as BMW, Honda, Volkswagen, and Volvo. That's important because this is a big change for the auto industry, the cars and batteries that they're making, the workers and kinds of jobs that they need, and lots more. So when Biden announced this yesterday, you were talking about how excited he seemed about all of this. Yes. Um, honestly, it's a shame that this is a podcast because he looked very <laughs> happy driving an electric Jeep Wrangler around the South Lawn yesterday. Would have loved to show you all. He also made GM CEO Mary Barra promise him something. I tell you what, and I want to say publicly, I have a commitment from Mary when they make the first electric Corvette, I get to drive it. <laughs> right, Mary? You think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. And my entire Secret Service detail went, oh, my God, let's go. Just relentlessly on branch from him. Yeah, I'm with Secret Service and thinking, um, be careful when you get behind the wheel of that. Okay, so (laughs) this executive order is a big move for Biden's overall climate agenda. Yes. So this is his administration's first major use of federal regulatory power to cut carbon emissions. And with gas-powered cars and trucks being the greatest source of those emissions in the U.S., the administration is estimating that this will have significant impacts on pollution and climate change. It will conserve an estimated 200 billion gallons of gas and prevent two metric tons of carbon pollution. That is quite a bit. Yeah, but some advocacy groups like the Sunrise Movement say that this rule doesn't go far enough. Varshini Prakash, who's the group's executive director, pointed out in a statement that 11 other countries have set targets to achieve 100% zero emissions vehicle sales on or before that same date of 2030. Okay, so those are very different goals. America is at half and other countries at 100. So where do we actually stand as of now? Yeah, it's a really long road ahead to get to both of these goals. 
Right now, less than 4% of new cars in the U.S. are electric vehicles or plug-in hybrids. To get to this 50% goal in just nine years or anywhere close, people need to actually be buying these cars. Mm -hmm. It sounds really obvious, but according to polls, more Americans would consider purchasing electric vehicles if they were less expensive, if they had more models to pick from, and if charging stations were more accessible. And that is where the White House is hoping that Congress can step in and help. They want to help give consumers more incentives to buy, automakers more incentives to innovate, and to build a bigger charging network nationwide, and not just in the parking lot of fancy grocery stores, which is where I tend to see them all the time. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But one avenue to start with this is passing the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which includes $7.5 billion to build more electric vehicle charging stations. The Senate is currently racing to get to a final vote on the bill, and we will update you as soon as we know what happens. That is the latest on Biden's plans for cars and the climate. Let's turn to New York State now. Earlier this week, the state's attorney general detailed graphically at times Governor Andrew Cuomo's alleged harassment of 11 women. Now, as the week is ending, he still doesn't seem interested in resigning as we go to record. And so Cuomo instead is quite likely going to face impeachment. Gideon, you've been tracking this for a while. What do we expect here? Oh, I wish I knew. Um, We're kind of in uncharted territory, to be honest. Uh, The first and last time a governor in New York was impeached and removed from office was over 100 years ago. Nobody that I know was around. Um, But a lot has happened in just the past day to get this process actually going. So here's what we know as of now. The chairman of the New York State Assembly's Judiciary Committee said that they would soon consider, quote unquote, potential articles of impeachment. That's about as explicit as you can get. And Cuomo has been given until next Friday, ominously Friday the 13th, I might add, to submit evidence in his defense. Very ominous. Um, And as a reminder, the attorney general's report is different than the impeachment investigation that the assembly began a long time ago back in March. Yeah, that's right. So in fact, that one focused not only on the sexual harassment claims, but also on Cuomo's handling of data about COVID deaths in nursing homes the book that he wrote and the use of state resources potentially for that. And of course, because this is the tri-state area, there were questions about a potential cover-up regarding structural problems on a bridge, namely one that is actually named after Cuomo's father. There is just uh, way too much going on here for me. Yes, yes, I would like to exclude myself. Uh, But this week's release of that Attorney General's report and the new revelations that were within it have really kicked the Assembly's moves into high gear. Reporting for the New York Times indicates that there have been a lot of recent behind-the-scenes conversations among these Assembly members just about the speed of an impeachment process and the scope of what that will look like. We're going to link to that story as well. Okay, so let's assume that this impeachment process does get kicked off soon. What does that actually look like? Yeah, so for that answer, I talked to Josefa Velasquez. She is a senior reporter at the outlet The City. She explained that things effectively can get going as soon as Cuomo responds. After that, They need to start drawing up the uh, impeachment articles, which could take a week, could take two weeks, could take a day, could take a month. And then once it does that, chamber votes on it, then it has to deliver it to the state Senate, which needs to sit on that for 30 days. Mm. So let's say this all happens very quickly and it starts happening tomorrow. It'll be sometime in September before the governor is impeached. And in her own reporting, she said that the last time a New York governor was impeached was William Soltzer in 1913, and that took about two months. 
Now, Americans should be experts or at least fairly familiar with the federal impeachment process after it happened twice to President Trump. Mm -hmm. It's pretty similar on the state level in New York, right? Yeah, basically translates. So we would first see these votes cast in the assembly, and then it would advance from there by simple majority. According to Velasquez, that would happen if the vote took place at this moment. They believe that they have the votes. Then it would move on to the high court of impeachment, uh, most of which is actually the state Senate minus the Senate majority leader. And then if two-thirds of those people vote to convict, Cuomo is removed from office. Then the state's lieutenant governor, Kathy Hochul, would become governor for the rest of his term, which actually ends next year. And knowing how Cuomo operates, what is the expectation for what he's going to do here if an impeachment trial does begin? Well, um, it definitely seems like he and the remaining people around that are still defending him at this point are going to do whatever it takes to try to hold on to his power, as has been the case for years now. And Velasquez said the assembly is being deliberate because they know exactly what kind of person they're dealing with. Andrew Cuomo is a lawyer, and he has a lot of really smart people that are still advising him. They really want to make sure that they have this thing locked down because Andrew Cuomo is a brilliant political tactician, and he'll find a way to outmaneuver both politically and legally. And they're scared of that, quite frankly. Yeah, that is quite scary. Yeah. Um, And, you know, this whole endgame with Cuomo, whether it's through impeachment, resignation, or somehow him trying to find a way to last through the end of the term, all of it just kind of seems inconceivable, given how long this man has been around. I was assuming that Andrew Cuomo is going to be the governor for the rest of my life. (laughs) What does he do after this? If he is not governor, what else can he possibly do? I don't know, (laughs) which just goes to show how much power he has been able to consolidate during his time as the chief executive. It's just this really sort of bizarre situation because either he resigns or he goes down in history as the second governor of New York to ever be impeached. Either way, it's a stain on his legacy. We're going to check back in on where things stand next week, but that is the latest for now. It's Friday, Wad Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we are talking about the pitfalls of restaurant food that is purely satirical. The San Francisco Chronicle ran an article yesterday about a Vietnamese spot called Lily, which created an excessively indulgent, quote, number one douchebag fried rice as a joke, and then they watched in horror as it became their most popular dish, of course. Uh, The $72 plate featured Wagyu beef, uni, caviar, black truffle trimmings, and jidori egg yolks. Wow, it was only supposed to be on the menu for two weeks, but took off in popularity last year with influencers correctly deducing that it was the exact type of item that would get you 10,000 likes on your posts and a small write-up on eater.com. We all gotta do what we gotta do. Uh, The restaurant eventually found the resolve to remove the rice from the menu forever, posting in June, forever, it's gone, that, quote, we never meant for this to take off. (laughs) This dish isn't even Vietnamese. Incredible. This meal definitely fits with viral bait foods that we've seen recently, like $200 french fries from a place in New York or Kraft mac and cheese ice cream from Van Leeuwen if you want to be vindictive about it. So, Priyanka, what are your thoughts on this number one douchebag fried rice? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts, but honestly, looking at these ingredients, and this might not be a popular opinion, 
I feel like this is underpriced. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this before. Everyone's mouth was basically watering. Yeah. I feel like you could hike the price up on that a little bit. Yeah. I think the second that there's truffles, that's a bat signal for the kinds of people that watch the Business Insider videos of like gold plated wings to be like, I'll pay $1,000 for that. I'm not saying I would order this. That's a no for me. I, I like a plain fried rice. That's great. <laughs> a plain one? Yeah, just like a, a regular run of the mill. Like, okay, give me okay. some eggs. Give me like maybe some protein and the veggies. Wonderful, but Got it. I don't need all of this. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't spend money on a, a food item that was a little baity like this. I have I've certainly done that before. Yeah. What like what is your example of your equivalent douchebag fried rice example? Yeah. Um I recently spent a wild amount of money on a lobster cob salad. Mm-hmm. But I, I do feel in my defense it was shared between like seven people. It was quite large, but it was like a ninety dollar salad. Eesh. That's steep. Yeah, not something you look at and you're like, uh, great choice. Split among seven, though. Yeah, you, you're really, you're, you're paying 15 bucks or something with tax, right, as an individual? Oh, yeah, maybe. I can't do math in my head like I, that. I can't sure. either. We'll just assume that that's right. Just like that, we have checked our temps. If you're going to pay for food as a bit, just maybe don't. I don't know. Reconsider. <laughs> and we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, (laughs) everyone's getting flowers. (laughs) Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash wad. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The Department of Justice is launching an investigation into the police department of Phoenix, Arizona. It will look into whether officers there have been systematically using excessive force, discriminating against, or unlawfully seizing the belongings of people experiencing homelessness. The Phoenix Police Department has been widely criticized in recent years for its treatment of protesters demonstrating against police brutality and its high number of officer shootings. This investigation marks one of the first times the Justice Department will be focusing on the constitutional rights of unhoused people in a civil investigation. It's also the third civil investigation into police departments brought on under the Biden administration. Similar investigations into the police departments in Minneapolis and Louisville are still ongoing. Looking now into the infinite pitch dark cave of bad climate change news, as always, wildfires continue to rage around the world. Since late July, 180 fires have broken out in Turkey, resulting in eight deaths, 10 hospitalizations, and hundreds of villagers being evacuated. Italy's south is seeing three times as many wildfires this summer compared to the yearly average, while the north is dealing with severe flooding and intense rains. And over 100 fires in Greece put Olympia, the birthplace of the Olympic Games, in danger, with firefighters working through Wednesday night to protect the archaeological site. The Dixie Fire is one of 96 that are currently burning in the U.S. and is currently also the sixth largest fire in California's history. Really awful news. I hope that everybody is okay. Yeah. Um, but we have some decidedly more lighthearted news uh, coming up in what is most definitely a theme in Mike Pompeo's life. A bottle of whiskey has gotten him into some <laughs> trouble. The State Department is looking into the whereabouts of a bottle gifted to the former Secretary of State by the government of Japan in 2019. It's valued at $5,800 and could wow. raise ethics concerns for Pompeo since American officials aren't allowed to accept gifts from foreign governments. For his part, Pompeo insists he has no recollection of the pricey booze. <laughs> of course he doesn't. Uh, and described the State Department inquiry last night as, quote, crazy talk. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice of words here by Pompeo since crazy talk is a known side effect of getting absolutely blasted <laughs> off a used car's <laughs> worth of Japanese alcohol. An ethics violation would not be surprising from Pompeo, since he previously got called out by a State Department inspector general for making non-work-related requests to employees. That happened after he successfully lobbied Trump to fire a different inspector general who was investigating him as well. I don't understand why. Just like buy a new one, dude. Like if you if if this is truly lost, just get a get a new one. It's not lost. He drank it. We all know where it went. But like, yeah, just replace it. Move on. Why are we still talking about this? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't understand this. Um, the world's new best job is Ibiza party detective. Let me explain. Uh, the Spanish island getaway has shut down its famous clubs as a COVID precaution, but underground events have continued, leading to a new plan by the government to hire foreign undercover officers to find out where exactly the party at. The agents will pose as tourists, an identity that can be assumed in Ibiza by asking everyone around if they're selling ecstasy. And officers are going to be tasked with hanging out in bars and scoring invitations to after-hours dance parties. So, look, do not take this job unless you want to find out extremely fast whether or not you are cool. The government aims to identify events early in time to stop people from going to them. 
The Balearic Islands, which include Ibiza, reported more new COVID cases than any other region in Spain last week. All right, if it wasn't for the COVID, like, I'm sorry, I'm there. This job sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds like a stunt to get all of these officers to just hang out in Ibiza uh, on their own. Yeah, it's 21 Jump Street goes to Ibiza. Like, is this a new film? It might be. It might be. I'd watch. I would watch as well. And those are the headlines. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, appraise your Japanese whiskey, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just Ibiza party clues like me, <laughs> What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and enjoy, enjoy your, your plate, plate of, of douchebag douche rice. rice. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't pay more than $72 for it because you shouldn't pay for it at all, you know? And you can't. You can't because it's gone. It's not it's Vietnamese. Gone. Yeah, exactly. We told you what the deal was, and it's your fault. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers, and Kelly Sadakun is our intern. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. I'm Jessica Reeves, and I've been analyzing and reporting on extremism for the last 10 years, and I have the gray hair to prove it. Subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, for an always eye-opening look inside the daily work of exposing, fighting, and disrupting all facets of extremism. My co-host, Oren Siegel, and I explore this ever-changing landscape and bring you stories of people and places impacted by extremism, those who fight to protect our communities, and those who offer new perspectives. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.